At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Kick it off the second hour of the sweat here on DraftKings Network and VSIN. However, wherever you are watching, we love the fact that you are hanging out with us on the Saturday morning Super Bowl Eve, 33 and a half hours away from. Super Bowl Swift 8 kicking off in Las Vegas. Steve and Josh is home away from home for the last nine days. So we will <laughs> take a trip to the hardwood again, this time to visit some best bets around the NBA with Josh and Jules coming up. Plus Josh delivering some big J journalism. Why the 49ers are moaning and groaning about their practice field. Wow. There's, there's fire alarm gate as well. Someone pulled the fire alarm yep. in the San Fran Hotel a few days ago. I heard it was Josh. No, I heard After it was. After he placed his yep. Chiefs wager. <laughs> Whatever it takes for a Chiefs win. They'll do it. <laughs> I heard it was Taylor Swift. She flew in on her private jet, got off, went to the hotel, pulled the fire alarm, then went back to Japan. That's plausible. To to perform in Tokyo uh, tonight. Bukes, but I want to get back to some game bets here ahead of this one kicking off tomorrow. And you mentioned before break, nobody wants to bet the unders in Super Bowls. So right now, where this total sits, I mean, what do you expect? How many points do you expect these teams to score tomorrow night? Enough for the over to hit? No, I mean, I'm taking the under in this game. I've been on the under really, I think, since the uh, this number first came out here because these have been historically teams that have been strong defensively. Like, that's really some of the reasons that these teams are out here too. And then Kansas City has been an, uh, an under juggernaut, like literally the entire year, 14 and 6 to the under so far this season. And then what we have from the 49ers too, like, obviously we think about how good offensively the 49ers are in one thing, but like, don't take away from the fact that Kansas City has been so good defensively too as well like they have been one of the best defenses against opposing quarterbacks and what has been something that I've been hammering home the 49ers are a completely different team when they are playing from behind and we saw that in that game against Detroit granted they did come back and win that game because they had some nice heroics there but also how many points did Detroit take off the board for themselves that they actually could be the team that we're talking about here instead of the 49ers so 
to me, I think this is going to be an under game. I do like taking the under a lot too. Like I mentioned, sure, nobody wants to see an under in the Super Bowl, but if it's the right play, if I feel like this is the play that needs to be made, I am going to take that here. 48 points feels like a lot. And then like Josh mentioned too, and Johnny Avello thinks that this game is going to tick up higher. So if you are interested in the under, I would go with Josh here too. Wait until at least tomorrow because I do think we're going to see some movement, not only on the total, but on the spread too as well. So if you're looking to play this game, you might be getting a, b- a better number, especially when it comes to that total. All right. And Jules, like if people at home right now watching this show are leaning towards the over, it, it's basically the opposite of what the public has, the direction the public has been going, right? What are the splits right well, now? No, the public is on the over. Okay. Um, the handle and bets pretty much match up. Right. Uh, splits available on vsin.com. You can go get them there. Uh, 62% of the bets for 63% of the handle on the over. 38 for 37% of the handle on the under. Uh, but again, a lot of people aren't going to bet the game until tonight, tomorrow. So that's when these public overwagers come in. That's when it ticks to 48. That's when maybe some sharp money comes comes down on the, on the under in this game. I agree with the guys. I lean to the under. Chiefs have been that kind of team. Uh, I haven't been impressed with the Niners' defense, but I think it's going to be the run game that attacks San Francisco's defense. So that's going to grind some clock. Chiefs maybe slow things down in, in the second half. We know the Niners want to run the ball. Feels like it's got all the all the mixings of uh, an under here, and at 48, I'd be good with it. I mean, Josh, Chiefs were involved in that 38-35 shootout with the Eagles in the Super Bowl last year, and that was a game I think a lot of people suspected could be a low-scoring game. Yeah, I think in your kind of mentioning Emerson recency bias this is something that as betters we yes. all kind of have, you know have to grapple with, and you know it's hard too because if you see something recently and you say, hey, it points to you know this side over here, it takes a lot of guts to go the other way and you know kind of go the other side. So I think as a sports better, you you do your best to try to avoid recency bias. You know, take the game based on its own merits. But I think if you're the betting public, you're saying, hey, we had you know what was it 38, 35 last year, Steve it was over 70 points scored. This is only 47 and a half. Boom, this is easily going to go over. But I think that kind of the, the way these teams have evolved obviously you have the chiefs you know kind of becoming uh, a high scoring team versus a team that now you know is is less high scoring but also has a much better defense spagnolo is great defensive coordinator here who i think you know two weeks could devise a pretty good game plan and then also you kind of look at maybe from a teaser perspective guys i think it's a great opportunity if you're a little bit concerned take this total up a, a little bit tease it up and then take the under like if you like the chiefs uh taking the points money line however you want to play it they're also in a great wong teaser spot so going through multiple key numbers, if you can take Chiefs plus two to plus eight, uh, you go through three, you go through seven. If you tease dogs in the playoffs, I believe they're like 18 and three against yeah, the spread. Or it's some it, yeah. kind of it's like 85 percent, something crazy, Steve. So can you also take that total, you know, wait for it to get to 48 and then go under 54 along with the Chiefs getting eight? To me, that's one way to attack it. And also uh, the Schwami, Chris Berman, he just put out his pick. Uh, it's he had 23 to 20. So that would be Chiefs win and staying under the total. Yep. And Bukes, we're going to dive deep into uh, props, quarterback props, receiver props, running back props coming up. But is there one that you are very confident in atop your betting card right now? Yeah, I, I like um, uh, Mahomes, and you can pair his passing and rushing yards together. Uh, you're getting that at 293 and a half here. Like, this is just one of those instances where, you know, I mentioned that the 49ers have really been struggling on the ground to contain any type of run at this point. 318 rushing yards in two games here. That's an average of 159 per game. So that's good for Pacheco and good for, for Mahomes. Uh, Julian brought up a great point, too, and I'm sure he'll talk about this later, too, about taking uh, his longest rush instead of his rushing yards because of 
you know, I'll let him explain that uh, a little <laughs> bit here. But Mahomes has been rushing a lot here in these playoffs. 14 rush attempts in three playoff games so far. Uh, 15, uh, 19, and 41 for rushing yards in those attempts there. And then, of course, the passing yards, too, as always, averaging 37 pass attempts in these playoffs, uh, despite if they're playing ahead or not. They're, they're He's doing it at about an equal rate here. And so even with Pacheco running the ball as much as it is, I still think this is a great spot here for Mahomes. But I do like those those rushing yards as well. Jules, let's get back to game props here. What's another one that you like? Well, first of all, I'll expand on what Steve teed me up for and going Mahomes long rush over 12 and a half yards rather than his total rushing yards. Um, and that means his longest single carry to, to break off for 13 or more yards. He did this last time in the Super Bowl against the Niners four years ago. And in that game, you may remember one of the all-time bad beats of Super Bowl prop betting. Mahomes was well over his rushing yards, I believe by double digits uh, above his rushing yard total in that game. If you remember the kneel downs in that game, he did not just kneel it. There was a little bit extra time on there. So Mahomes did some running around in the wrong direction, (laughs) way backwards, lost I think about 15 yards total on the kneel down drive and wound up cashing under his rushing prop. This was in 2020, legal sports betting getting into more states. I think that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way that you could lose a bet that you were up that much, that far over the rushing yard. So I, I think his long carry It's almost the same thing. You have a better chance of hitting it. If he's going to go over his rushing yards, he's going to rip off one or two uh, that take care of the the bulk of that. But should I squeeze in Pacheco now? Player prop here work? No, no, I mean, no. I mean, we, we, yeah, let, let, let's save it. Let's save get back. Pacheco. Let's get okay. back That's, to some. That is a player prop anyway in my home. Okay, yeah. Game we'll, and we'll have plenty of time to hammer that out uh, coming up in the show. But, Josh, what, in terms of game bets, could you look for a team, one of the teams to maybe win first half, but then the other to win the game? Could you go in that direction? Yeah, I think, you know, also Emerson, you know, live betting opportunity. We have such a short spread. One mm-hmm. team gets out, you know, seven, nothing. Do you live line the team who's down seven, nothing that could be worth it? Or maybe, you know, we have a ton of scoring early. You get a live line that's in the fifties. You can buy low and go under. These are all available to you in terms of a live opportunity, but I'll throw this one at you. It's kind of an off the beaten path type one here. Uh, the longest kickoff return right now at DraftKings, it's 27 and a half yards. It's under minus 145. So right off the bat, anytime I see an under really juiced up like that i kind of really like it because typically you're going to get a lot of overs juiced up because that's going to be the popular bet but a couple of things to look at here one the game is indoors obviously at Allegiant stadium so we don't have to worry about the weather or any of the elements here controlled environment you have two guys who are kicking off with bucker and moody who have big legs here who are uh, most likely going to kick it through the end zone and then also you look at uh both special teams in terms of kickoff coverage. They're both top 10 here, top 12 in terms of kickoff receiving your uh, kickoff return yards allowed both around 20 per game. You look at the box scores throughout the playoffs. Neither of these teams have really broken off anything. Knock on wood. They're only you know bringing out one or two a game for like 20 to 25 yards. And then also you kind of look at, um, you know, kind of the, the thought process and mentality of, hey, why run it out, risk a fumble, a turnover in your and get pinned back deep in your own zone? Why not just give it to Mahomes or Purdy at the 25? So I'll go longest kickoff return under 27 and a half yards and there's been one that you mentioned earlier in the week too Jules talking each team to score more than a couple touchdowns here yeah we did it earlier in the show it's just each team to score two plus touchdowns so over one and a half essentially if you want to call it that and again we all like the under but we went back look at the trends this has happened in 16 of the last 22 Super Bowls um, I think, you know, that has an implied price. If you want to use that as, as your, uh, you know, field there, that's minus 260, minus 270 range. And we're getting minus 160. I believe it is if it's still there, it is still there. So 
I, I think that's a pretty good price. Even if you like the under in, in the game, you know, four touchdowns, two on each side, that's, that's still only 28 points. Like the total is telling us at 47 and a half, 48 with a close spread, each team should be getting in at least two times, uh, you know, maybe even three. So I, I just think that's not all that much to ask. And even if okay. it winds up that one team is, is kind of getting pounded here, you have that narrative of the late touchdown. The Lions had the backdoor cover last week, like or a couple weeks ago. I, I think there's a pretty good path, and we've seen it consistently over past Super Bowls, uh, for both of these teams to find their way into the end zone at least twice. And Bukes, quickly, just for anyone new watching right now, maybe new to the whole betting space, just how creative would you get here with game props like this? Something like, you know, team to score the longest touchdown, that kind of thing. No, I mean, I think these are just kind of ways that you can kind of dabble a little bit here. I mean, kind of just fun bets that you can make to here as well. Like you are never going to get a more extensive betting card than you are here at the Super Bowl. Like you can literally anything you can think of is probably on the menu uh, for this uh, for this game here. So just kind of go through here, uh, just see some things that you like to. And because there's also a, such a big betting card, sometimes there's some bets that you can really exploit to okay. as well because there's so many lines here on this card. All right, so we will dive very deep into player props coming up, including novelty props, everybody. But we got to burn another time out here. On the other side, we're talking NBA best bets. So the Suns and Warriors are streaking. Yes, the good kind. Plus, trade deadline winners and losers. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Good old Las Vegas, home of the Raiders, Golden Knights, Aces, and soon the A's. And it's only a matter of time before the NBA catches up to these guys. The league isn't hiding that it's a front runner for expansion. Along with Seattle for now, though, let's talk teams that are actually in action tonight. An 11-game slate that is sure to please 
Here is the first half of said slate. One that includes the Thunder taking on the Mavs here, Jules. First game of the day at 3 o'clock Eastern time. Why does this game have your attention? Fantastic spot for the Thunder. Laid two with the Thunder here. Uh, you have OKC, who's been a solid road team. They're 15-10, they're and 10, and they're coming off a loss to the Jazz, so in a little bit of a bounce-back spot. But we got the Malinsky special here for, for the Dallas Mavericks. First game back home after uh, a long road trip. They've been, they've been out east here, uh, Milwaukee, Philly, Brooklyn, New York, some big games. Now it's their first game home. You know, you're getting uh, unpacked, you're reconnecting with family, whatever. That's the, that's the thought process here. But you can even throw that out and just say that Dallas has been an awful home team this season. They're 14 and 13 straight up at home. They've been better on the road. They're 11 and 16 against the spread at home. They've failed to cover five straight at home. They've failed to cover five straight at home when playing against the Thunder, going back in just looking at recent history here. So, and they're, they've got some moving pieces here. They made some trades at, at the deadline, reincorporating some guys, losing some guys. So I just think it's a pretty poor spot from Dallas. You return home, play an afternoon home game. It's kind of a weird spot. OKC looking to bounce back off the loss to the Jazz. I like the Thunder a lot in this spot. Mm -hmm. Josh, those first six games we just had on the screen, uh, which ones stand out to you? Which ones will be on your betting card? Yeah, I'll kind of piggyback with Julian here. I like the Thunder in this spot. From a betting perspective, you've seen pretty good sharp action in favor of OKC. This game opened as low as like minus one, minus one and a half for Oklahoma City. They've been bet up to two. I think they even touched two and a half here uh, early this morning. So it's always notable to me overnight into early morning. What's the immediate move? Tells me that as soon as this line open, you got a lot of wise guys go with Oklahoma City. Uh, bet splits, only 55% of bets, but nearly 80% of the money is going with the Thunder. So I really like that angle here of kind of the public being undecided, but the bigger, sharper way going with the thunder also it's a rest versus tired spot guys oklahoma city's been off since the 6th of february you have dallas who played on the 8th julian mentioned it but it's a bounce back spot for okc after they lose to the jazz oklahoma city is 31 and 19 against the spread they're the best team in the nba at covering numbers uh, also you'll get road favorites straight up uh, they're 108 and 91, 69 percent winning these games. So if you're favored on the road, I think the public gets a little bit worried. You know, how can I go road? I want to go home. Uh, but no, actually, these teams winning straight up has been a good angle. They're much better uh, defensive efficiency, fifth in the NBA versus 23rd. And then also, you know, the kind of post trade deadline here. Grant Williams is out. You have a lot of moving parts. Maybe it's a bit of a shorthanded spot with kind of a weird rotation here after the changes being made uh, post trade deadline. So I'm going to go Oklahoma City on the money line. I'll go Thunder minus 130. And Josh, I know you have a prop on your card from one of these games, and we're talking about for a dude who really struggled to find his shot last night. Yeah, so I'll give you one here. Uh, Jaden Ivey. I don't know if this is the one you're mentioning uh, here, Emerson, but Jaden Ivey really jumped out to me. If you look at this spot, Detroit, obviously they're a team that, uh, you know, a little bit ago, I think they're oh, they're adjusted in season win totals like nine and a half. They'll probably go over that. Uh, but this is a team that, to me, is really going with the youth movement here. Detroit's on the road against the Clippers. Detroit, again, not even close to the playoffs. They're rebuilding, but they're trying to identify who are their guys so that they can build around. You have Cunningham. Ivy is the other guy. Ivy has really, really taken off here recently. Uh, Jaden Ivy is averaging 27 points, four rebounds, five assists in the month of February. He's getting almost 40 minutes per game. So with a ton of time here on court, uh, he's gone over this number, uh, points, rebounds, and assists. That's what I'm going to play him over 30 and a half PRA at minus 125. It's a high total game. You're going up against the Clippers. Could you know up and down the court, a lot of scoring here. I'm going to go Jaden Ivy over 30 and a half PRA. You're the guy who likes Brandon Miller. He tied for the team high last night, 16 points, but he needed 18 shots to hit that total. 
I am the guy that likes Brandon yeah, Miller. I've been do. betting Brandon Miller for weeks on his we props. Found him. <laughs> every time I put, every, ladies every time and gentlemen, we to, got him. Every time I seem to give him out on this show, he loses. We'll see if we can buck that trend. Oh. He's coming off a bad night, uh, like you said, against Milwaukee, but he only played 29 minutes. That was a blowout, get-right spot for the Bucks. Doc Rivers finally wins a game. Yay. Um, shot one of six from three, six of 18 from the field, but 20, 20 points against Toronto. Prior to that, 33 on 13 of 25 shooting against Indy. 35 on 10 of 25 shooting against uh, Indy. 28 on 11 of 19 shooting against OKC, 29 on 11 of 19 shooting against the Knicks. He's being featured. Gordon Hayward's out of the picture. Terry Rozier's out of the picture. It's just there's plenty for uh, plenty for Brandon Miller here, and he gets a bad team. Memphis, this is a spot that he can score. So he's 23 and a half points. He's 2.5 made three-pointers. Maybe you can do a two-plus made threes, 20-plus points, same-game parlay or something to get a little bit Lower there, uh, considering the number's kind of high on Miller. But in some form or fashion, I'll be backing Brandon Miller tonight just a little early to uh, to find out how I'm actually going to be doing it. But yeah. Brandon Miller should have a fantastic game. Too. And you mentioned Gordon Hayward. The biggest trades of a relatively quiet NBA trade deadline included mm-hmm. the Thunder landing Hayward. And then the Knicks as well looked at his uh, big winners. As we show the second half of today's 11-game slate, they landed Bogdanovich and Alec Burtz from the Pistons here. Would you say that they were a big winner in terms of the trade deadline? Oh, the Knicks did fantastic. Yeah. They, they gave up two pieces that were not in their rotation with some picks to get, you know, two starter level players in, in Bogdanovich and Burks. They're really going to help on the wing for the Knicks. You have Brunson playing at arguably an MVP level. He rolled the ankle. We'll see when he's back. Uh, shouldn't be shouldn't be too long. You have Randall. When's he going to come back? They have all these pieces kind of on the shelf and they bring in this firepower on the perimeter. Uh, and uh, as well as OG uh, Nunabi, who's been fantastic yep. for them, but also is a ways away from coming back. So they desperately need this help, at least temporarily, on the perimeter, and then it gives them depth that they haven't had before on the wing in the postseason. So I, I have actually semi-high hopes for the Knicks in the Eastern Conference right now. I don't think they'll come out of the East, but they can. They can. They certainly should win a round, and they'll maybe be able to win two. Okay, and the Hawks, Josh, were focusing more long-term here after a quiet trade deadline. You're looking at them for a prop tonight? I am. Well, I'm going to go game bet here, Emerson. I okay. was kind of surprised and uh, trade out uh, DeJounte Murray. There are a lot of rumors he could go to the Lakers. Lakers didn't really do anything here. But just in terms of this game in particular, if you're going to root for points, this is my favorite over of the day. And it's a really high number. It's 242. Now, uh, when Steve and I were leaving uh, Resorts World, getting an Uber very early this morning to Circa, this was 238 and a half, 239. So it just goes to show you that if you're going to bet these totals, especially overs, you really want to wake up as early as you can because a lot of these, you know, kind of witching hour moves take place uh, early. AM, but I'm still going to go over here. It opened 238 and a half. It's up to 242. But there's a lot of reasons to think that we may fly over this total. One from a bet split perspective, 68% bets, 90% of the money is going over. So it tells me we got a lot of sharp money here expecting a high scoring game. But in particular, uh, when both teams are on the second leg of a back to back, both teams played last night, the over is 57% this year. So I think the thought process is maybe you have tired legs. You don't give that extra effort on defense. Maybe just kind of just, you know, matador defense, let the other team score uh, we have seen both back to back the overs do pretty well then also non-conference overs that rise 
two teams from two different conferences, lack of familiarity, don't really know how to match up defensively. Uh, if you see the total go up at least a half point in a non-conference matchup, the over is 66 and 47, 58%. And then by the way, the Hawks are 30 and 22 to the over. That's the third best over team in the, uh, in the NBA. Atlanta, by the way, is 29th in defensive efficiency. Atlanta scores a lot. They don't play much defense. This total's on the rise. Emerson, give me Rockets, Hawks, now over 242. And then Jules, a lot of people were looking at the Warriors and they're like, why didn't you choose to move off of Andrew Wiggins or any other underperforming veteran here, especially while Curry is still at this time capable of carrying a team to the highest of heights here. They will be hosting the Suns tonight. So the Warriors have won three straight. The Suns have won three straight here. Whose streak is most likely to come to an end? Uh, I like the Suns in this one, and uh, I'm going to wait a, a little bit, see what injury reports look like, but it looks like Devin Booker is going to play, um, you know, kind of a prove-it game for the Suns to, to beat the team that's been that team in the West for so long, and the Warriors just haven't been good at home. They, like Dallas, coming home from an East Coast trip, Atlanta, Brooklyn, Philly, Indy, um, coming off three straight wins, too. One of them is an underdog in, in Indy where Curry went off. Uh, but you get them back at home. They're only 13 and 13 at home. They're 11 and 15 against the spread at home. They've been a better road team, at least against the number, this season. Uh, you get the Suns. Suns have, have, you know, been better, I guess, against the number, 12-12-1 against the spread on the road. They're 15 and 10 straight up away. I just think at, at full strength, the way that the Warriors are trending, outside of Curry, there is there is not much there. And, and Curry's a problem, but I, I think full strength Suns in a spot where the Warriors are returning home from a long East Coast trip, this would be Suns or pass for me. All right, Josh, any other opinions you have on tonight's slate? Yeah, got two more props for you, Emerson, here, if you want to sweat some player props. One, let's go to the Grizzlies-Hornets game. Jaron Jackson Jr., he's been really good uh, so far this month of the, in the month of February. He's averaging 27 points per game, four rebounds per game. If you look at his, or sorry, uh, four assists, if you look at his points and assists, you know, you think of Jaron Jackson Jr. as a you know a big guy down low getting rebounds, but if you isolate his, his points and assists, it's 29 and a half in this game, and it's over minus 120. I like him to go over. Uh, he's gone over in two of the last three. Charlotte is dead last in defensive efficiency, so give me the over there. And then also, if you go to Spurs Nets, guys, Devin Vassell, uh, over 29 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. It's minus 120. He's averaging 25, 4, and 3 in February. He's 3 and 1 to, uh, to the over uh, this combined prop in February. He's averaging 35 minutes per game. It's a high total matchup. Brooklyn's bad on defense. I'll go Devin Vassell over 29 and a half PRA. All right, thank you, gentlemen. Still ahead. Hey, hey, I want to be a Brock star. How much success will Brock Purdy have against huh. the Chiefs? Yeah, real good, right? Who thrive indoors. Player props on the menu next. Welcome back to The Sweat. We are live from Circa in Las Vegas. And you know what? We talk a lot about weather and windy unders, but there's no windy unders here. We're at Allegiant Stadium for the Super Bowl. Let's see what the teams are thinking about this matchup indoors. Uh, it's nice not to play a cold game as, as a guy from the South. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. It definitely helps a little bit uh, playing with, with the weather being this way. Obviously, we don't have to worry about any weather. Um, I mean, but if we did have to worry about weather, the other team would have to worry about weather as well. So. Yeah, no, that's going to be nice. It's already different just being here. Um, I got to talk about Miami. When we played them, uh, that was cold. That wind chill. What a fun game that was. I mean, fourth coldest game of all time. Get to tell my kids and grandkids about that one. So, Although, you know, Buffalo was fun. Miami was fun, too. Got, got to say you played in the third coldest game ever. That's like, a, you know, something you can say for the rest of your life. 
Baltimore last week wasn't as wasn't as bad, but we had some pretty cold games. But I think it's a testament to the guys we have in the locker room, just gritty. But it's definitely nice to play on a beautiful playing surface in a great environment. I think there's, I, I think it's one of the best stadiums in the NFL. Actually, I love their fields. Their fields are always good. Uh, yeah, for this one to be an indoor one, we're like, okay, we'll be ready for it. But even if they took the lid off this thing and turned to like negative five degrees, we'll be ready for that either. So the Super Bowl will obviously be played indoors at Allegiant Stadium, and that's great news for the Kansas City Chiefs. Indoor games, they're three and zero so far this year, averaging roughly twenty four points per game. Ironically enough, their team total for this game is twenty three and a half. So will this be a benefit to the Chiefs? And also, we got to remember, Chiefs have a pretty good practice facility. The 49ers, on the other hand, have not been too happy with the UNLV facility. Are you satisfied with that choice? Um, we're here. We're practicing on it. I mean, everyone has their preferences and wish things were better, but we'll deal with the field how it is. We've had 23 experts out there. We've had the union out there. All of them think that's a very playable surface. It's softer than what they have practiced on, uh, but that happens. Um, it's well within all of our testing standards. Uh, it is something that we think all our experts, as well as neutral field inspectors, have all said unanimously that it's a playable field. All right, well done, Josh. That's big J journalism hmm. from you right there, homie. It is super so, professional. Oh yeah. Some some back and forth there between the league and San Francisco practice field. Well, well this be a part of, will this be a narrative people are focusing on here, Josh, and which quarterback props are you looking at? Yeah, so I look at it a couple different ways. Like, number one, it just seems to me like the 49ers are kind of complaining and, like, making excuses, and I'm wondering if, you know, the Chiefs and the Super Bowl are, are getting in their heads a bit. They're complaining about the practice facility. Uh, they're complaining about the fire alarm. Like, all these different issues are cropping up. Do you hear Kansas City complain about anything? No, they've been there, done that. So anytime a team starts to complain and look for excuses, feels to me like they're just not in the greatest headspace in general. So that's something that is kind of just intriguing with uh, alarm gate and, uh, and obviously practice field gate here. But I'll look at a couple things, guys, when it comes to um, when it comes to quarterbacks here. Number one, if you look at uh, Brock Purdy, there's been a lot of betting here on the Brock Purdy over rushing yards. It opened at 11 and a half. It's been bet up to 12 and a half. A lot of these books are really juiced up like it may even go to 13. So we've seen Purdy uh, really rush the ball pretty well here recently. And then also you look at Patrick Mahomes and his rushing yards. It was 25 and a half up to like 26 and a half. I think mm -hmm. still come back down maybe to 25 and a half. But I think, you know, in this, uh, you know, regular season like Mahomes, I think he's really smart. He's selective. He gets down, he slides, he protects himself. When you get to the Super Bowl, you got nothing left to lose. I mean, I, to me, this is a game where if you're going to slide maybe in the regular season, now you're going to dive and risk a hit. We've seen Mahomes go over this number quite a bit, especially in the postseason. I think he had over, what, like 40 yards or something against uh, Philly last year. So I think both quarterbacks, we really focus on them throwing the ball, Steve. But I think if you look at both these uh, QBs rushing, to me, that's a bet worth making going over. Yeah, Steve, you I like take. Yeah, go ahead, Steve. No, I was just going to say, I like taking that Purdy under on the rushing yards here. Like, I think people are going to automatically go and bet the over here because he's been running the ball so much in these playoffs. But that's like not part of his game normally, like 11 rushes for 62 yards in these playoffs so far. You think, wow, that's a pretty big chunk. But if you take his total rushing yards for the entire season, regular season and playoffs combined of that all together, he has a total of 206 67% of his total rushing yards for that entire year came in four games. 
That is not something he normally does. And it feels like a low number and people go, oh, well, he's done this so many times in the playoffs so far. That is not part of his game. And then going up against a Kansas City Chiefs defense that it has a pretty average pass rush. I don't think there's going to be situations where he's going to be need needing to be running to begin with. So I really like the under on those pretty rushing yards. I feel like that's one of those bets that people are just going to fall into because of the recency bias. Jules, going back to my home, 4-0 in Allegiant Stadium. Also, just 13-1 in his career when playing in an indoor stadium. And the stats really get better than that. In those games, he's been a dominant force. So averaging more than 300 passing yards. He's got 33 touchdowns and just three picks through those 14 games. Yeah, I trust Mahomes. I don't think he's going to make a mistake. Maybe you bet no on on the interception if you're going to bet something on yeah, Mahomes. Yeah, I think his last interception in the post came like two years ago. Yeah, I, I'm not in love with the, the passing yards. Uh, I'm you know, I like the Chiefs, so I'm not going to bet the under. I'm not going to torture myself. Um, I, I'll probably do that in plenty of other ways with plenty of other bets on Super yeah. Bowl Sunday. I don't need to box Definitely myself will. in here. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I'll be in a Mahomes prop other than the long rush. I, I think that he's going to run the ball effectively, and I think he will break one off for over 12 and a half yards, uh, which is nine and six since 2020 for him in the postseason. But I am nervous of those kneel downs because I like the Chiefs and because of what we saw four years ago. So... Yeah. That's I'm really looking more to rushing props on on the quarterback. Yeah, Mahomes there, and on, to add on to what Steve said on on Purdy, uh, Purdy over rushing yards taking a lot of money this week. Johnny Avello told me that on Unreasonable Odds. That was the first prop he brought up when I asked him what are betters backing on DK Sportsbook. The over on Purdy with the recency bias and all these runs in the postseason. He's stayed under his rushing prop on this number, this inflated number we're getting twelve times this season. I, I I've I didn't think I was going to bet it early in the week. I've talked myself into the Brock Purdy rushing under. Isaiah Pacheco has been also a very popular bet on the DraftKings Sportsbook. You kind of teased this earlier. You're targeting him also for a rushing prop. I put him in my best bets article on DraftKings Network earlier in the week at 66 and a half rushing yards on the over. Pacheco has been the battering ram for this offense all, all postseason. He's gone over his rushing prop in all three games. He's averaging 84.7 rushing yards in those three games. Now he's going to face a Niners defense that has fallen off a cliff in terms of defending the run. They're giving up 159 rushing yards per game against the Packers and Lions in home games in this postseason. I don't want to use too small of a sample size, but what have you done for me lately? They have been getting torched on the ground. Aaron Jones ripped off 108 yards on 18 carries. David Montgomery ripped off 93 yards on 15 carries. Not to mention Jameer Gibbs and Jamison Williams combined for another 87 rushing yards on 13 carries. This is the script for the Chiefs. I think they're going to hand it to Pacheco. I like his rushing over. And I think you can do something extra with him here. Like, if you like the Chiefs, why, you can go same game parlay like Pacheco over our 80-plus yards, anytime touchdown scorer, and Chiefs money line. And now you're, like, looking at 5-1 to one range. Okay. I, I think if you're going to build a same game parlay, correlate it. That's a very correlated one for the Chiefs attacking the matchup that they have here and and coming out on top if you like him in the game. Minus 130 on that too. So we know you love that juice, Josh. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think Emerson, when you're first into betting, you like hate the juice because, oh, I got to pay this extra amount. But to me, minus number is nothing wrong with that because, again, even though you're paying more, you're on the side that is quote unquote sharp here. I'll give you just two more guys. And I know we're you know getting close to the end of the segment. I noticed some money here coming in on Noah Gray. Like this is a guy that no one's really talking about. Backup tight end, usually just a blocker. But he was 12 and a half receiving yards to open the week. He's up to 13 and a half. 
Who's betting Noah Gray over? Uh, to me, that's just a bet that is not sexy, is not really that much uh, of an interest to the public betters. But maybe he just needs one catch to go over that number. I mean, he's 2-1 and one to the over this postseason. He had 20 yards against Miami, uh, 16 against Buffalo. Now, Baltimore only had two for eight. But looking at those guys that are kind of under the radar, to me, could be the way to go. And then also Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He was 18 and a half. Now he's up to 19 and a half. So I know Kelsey, you know, Mahomes, you know, Debo, these guys are going to get all the attention. But to me, if you're juiced up and you're kind of a lesser known player, yet you're taking in sharp action, those are kind of the buy low spots that I'd look toward. Steve, I think you were on the Noah Gray train like last week on the show. We'll get to. Not rec- at all. Not at all. What Somebody jumped here off was. the train? No. Someone, was someone mentioned <laughs> Noah Gray on the show last week. We'll get nah. to receiving props next. But give me a running back prop right now, Steve. Give me a rushing prop yeah. outside of what you like for the quarterbacks. Yeah, so obviously really like Pacheco in this matchup here. So I like him to score a touchdown and I like the over on his rushing yard. So if you kind of combine those together into one of those small uh, same game parlays, over 67 and a half rushing yards and an anytime touchdown, you're getting plus 208 on that right now. We mentioned earlier in the segment here, 49 is allowing five rushing touchdowns in these playoffs so far. They've only played two games. We have Pacheco here who's been seen at least carry uh, 15 carries in all three of the playoff games that he's played so far. He's averaging 21 per game and they have had no issue with going to him in the red zone as well like one thing we keep mentioning like everybody loves travis kelsey in this game he's what i think he's the highest bet person to score the first touchdown mm-hmm. he has a lot of tough matchups he has to deal with here so they can easily go to pacheco here because remember last week we were worried about his prospects without tooney two injuries he went for 24 carries 68 yards and a touchdown on that ground there last week and then 14 yards through the air combine those like i mentioned plus 204 uh it's 208 i like that better a lot yeah and if they do decide to shut down kelsey hey rasheed rice could be a nice little dark horse mvp bad boys i saw that you put that in the video yeah, you're, you're i welcome. feel bad for everybody that read <laughs> no, that no, no, don't listen to rasheed rice all right breaking news guys it isn't required to be an avid sports fan here to enjoy super bowl 58 or to bet on it so casual fans can wager on everything from the resort of the coin toss gatorade color let's get after it with some novelty props more receiving props as well after our break at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. 
York. So you want to be great like Elvis without the tassels. I get it. Who does it? Vegas is a great place to do just that. Super Bowl 58 has everything the imaginary script writers could have wanted, including Steve's favorite, Taylor Swift, who's expected to jet into town in time from Tokyo. I see you rolling your eyes over there, big man. Right around the well, time. Well, they said there's no more parking. There's no more parking at the airport, so I'm sorry she can't come. It's no, right around dude. the time that Steve's jetting out of town. Yeah, that's right. She jets <laughs> over, she parachutes in, she joins Usher at halftime Super Bowl, and then he proposes to her after the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Huh. I know exactly what's going to happen, everybody. No, actually, I do Can't not. wait. So let's get uh, back into some props here, and let's start with receiving uh, Steve what do you have in terms of wide receivers you're targeting or some tight ends here? Yeah, there's a couple of things here I like. And if you were watching the show last week, we were talking about George Kittle and how his line for his receiving yards felt fairly low. This has been getting bet up a lot during the week now. And now it's at a number where I would be wanting to take the under because it's at 49 and a half yards. Like when this opened up, this was in like the very low 40s, but now it's gone up about six or seven yards during the week. So if you didn't get on it now, I think this is often to take the under at this point here. So, you know, this is a number here that the, the Chiefs are very strong against opposing tight ends. They hold them to about 42 yards per game and we've seen like last week Kittle can be a complete non-factor in these games especially with Debo Samuel healthy you know Kittle is someone that can be overlooked in this offense here so if, again if you didn't take that earlier when we talked about it last week I think this is an opportunity to take an under at this point at 49 and a half yards and also one of my favorite long shots when it comes to receivers Justin Watson had the longest reception in this game this is at 15 to 1 right now amongst all receivers in this game he has the highest average distance of target amongst any receivers in this game at 18.2 this is somebody who when they need to stretch the field they're more than comfortable than going to Watson but this is not someone who's going to get you know four or five targets in a game he's likely going to get you know one maybe two or three targets so it's going to be a tight one here but that's why his odds are so long but if anybody can stretch the field Watson is that guy yeah and going back to Kittle Chiefs defense a lot of the third fewest average receiving yards to opposing tight ends just held Steve that Ravens tight end group to 31 yards what do you like in terms of receiving props i like taylor Ooh. swift's boyfriend going yeah, over there you uh, go, super public play i can't believe this hasn't gone up more during the week that the over is still viable but 70 and a half there on on the yardage for kelsey he's had 70 plus receiving yards in 12 straight playoff games you saw what he did last week to Baltimore. There's a different connection when you got to have it in the postseason between Mahomes and Kelsey. 11 targets, caught all of them, 116 yards. You look at the 49ers. What did they do last week? This defense has been soft in the postseason. I cannot get over that. Sam Laporta, nine grabs for 97 yards in that game. And that was, you know, Lions did a lot early, but that's with them holding that lead uh, late and trying to hang on to a lead, not necessarily passing as much. So... I just think that with Kelsey over that 12 game span, by the way, that he's he's gone over this number and every time in the postseason, he's averaging 98.2 receiving yards per game. So you can try and take him out of the game, but it seems like 
Mahomes is going to go there and find a way anyway. They kind of have these impromptu plays where they just figure it out. So I, I trust Kelsey in this spot. Another one, I'm looking at the price now. I don't, I don't know if uh, the juice is worth the squeeze, so to say, oh. Josh. But oh. I bet you check to record <laughs> a reception at minus 140. Mm-hmm. It's now minus 160. That's pretty steep, but I, I do like him to get targeted a couple times in this game, probably catch a short one. He got a yeah. touchdown the last time these two teams played in the Super Bowl. I think this uh, only for the Swifties tab, use check or Kelsey to be the first touchdown score in the game. I think it's around plus 600. So just bet Kelsey plus seven. Plus seven. Yeah, I, that's what I pushed top of the show. Cut. I'm not that's why I know what I'm doing. I'm okay. If you like, whatever. No, <laughs> thank <laughs> you. Novelty props here, Josh. You said in the break. You're going off the beaten path, so do tell. Yeah, so here's one for you. And by the way, juice worth the squeeze. This one, uh, Sopranos fans, when Tony gets mad at Carmella, I like my juice uh, with no pulp. This one is some pulp, Steve. So uh, this one hopefully is is no pulp. I'm going over 121.5 combined TD scorer scorer jersey number. Okay, (laughs) I butchered that. Johnny Avello literally told me. Johnny Avello literally told me on unreasonable odds this week that this is like the most difficult prop to bet. And here, John. Oh, hey, like he said, he likes a little bit of pulp. <laughs> yes, I like the pulp. And also, is it difficult for Johnny B because maybe he can't set the number correctly? Maybe he's a little said, bit well, nervous. Oh, the angle that I'm going to take here. Johnny told me okay. that he literally feels he invented this prop. He thinks he invented the combined. <laughs> so I think he knows how to set it by Proceed now. with caution, Josh. Well, I, I think he does, but I'm going to go over here. I'm going All over right. 121 and a half. So let's go to the anytime touchdowns. McCaffrey's minus 230. His jersey number, though, is 23. That's low. We don't want that. We want high jersey numbers, guys, scoring here. Uh, Pacheco is 10. Not good. But Kelsey is 87. You get two Kelsey touchdowns, you cash this over. If you get Ooh. the top three guys Ooh. to score a touchdown, McCaffrey, Pacheco, and Kelsey, it gets to 120. Now, yeah. we need 121 and a half. So we need someone else to score to, to get that number to hit. Uh, if you look at a couple guys down after that, Debo's 19, Rice is four, Ayuk is 11, George Kittle is 47, so that's a high number there. Also, Juszczyk is 44, Noah Gray is 83. Basically, if we get the top three guys to score a touchdown who are expected to score, and we get one other guy, you know, you're going to cash this over here. And again, Kelsey gets it twice, you cash the over as well. So I'm going to go over uh, 121.5, and again, look at the juice. It's minus 150 for a reason, so I'm going to go over in this one, and maybe uh, maybe we get lucky and cash it. I don't think so. I'm going to poke one hole in the handicap. I don't think two Kelsey touchdowns gets you there. I think that stays at 87. It's the total number of the guys that score touchdowns in the game. So if, you know, Kelsey scores three times, it's still at 87 and you're adding the jersey numbers up based on who gets into the end zone during the game, not how many times they get in the end zone. Bukes, we're about to let you guys go there at Vegas. Would you like to add a novelty prop to the menu for the people at home? Yeah, both teams to score one rushing touchdowns at plus 120 with the emergence of Hawes. They've been using uh, Pacheco. I think that this is very much in play here because obviously Christian McCaffrey has the best anytime touchdown odds of anybody in this game. So if you like him and then if you like Pacheco, Hamas they've been using him. I think it's a strong play. They're getting plus money at plus 120 for both teams to score uh, at least one rushing touchdown in this game. All right, Josh, Steve, you guys go, go take a nap. We Steve's gotta hitting let, the slots. We I gotta know let it. The I Lombardi, know it. <laughs> we got to let the Lombardi line come in and get set up. They are coming up after the sweat. We'll see you guys back here live on a Sunday edition of the sweat. Again, thanks for getting up at 4 a.m. out there in Vegas when most people are still up. But opening night, <laughs> opening night is one of the biggest events of the week. The kickoff, really, to all the Super Bowl festivities. And mm-hmm. Gojo taking us on a fun little journey throughout Monday night's event. 
All right, we're out here at Allegiant Stadium, Super Bowl opening night. 49ers are here, Chiefs are here, Taylor Swift's boyfriend's here. We're going to try and catch up with all of them and see what's going on before the big game. I guess just first off, first reactions to being here opening white night, what's it been like? I've uh, been a blessing, man. What's it been like watching everything that's gone on with Kristen since the Taylor Swift moment and everything that's happened since? It's, it's been so awesome, man. It's been so, so awesome. I'm so proud of her. And she made you a piece before. She may have one coming up this Sunday. So, All right, we're going to keep an eye out for that one. All right, it's just us talking here. Are we going to get you under center at all during this one? If you want to give one of those cocktail napkin plays to Andy for this game? I know, right? We still got another week. Maybe I got to go get in his ear a little bit. <laughs> exactly. It's about that time. You mentioned you had Smuckers in the locker room here. Are we talking Uncrustables, an actual homemade PB&J? What are we working with? Yeah, Uncrustables, uh, grape jelly. Uncrustables. Grape jelly. All right, a man of great taste. Understandable. Not surprised there. Travis and Taylor are obviously in the store on the other side. But Kyle Juszczyk, Christian, we saw him in the replies, hyping up his wife everywhere. What's the nicest thing you've done for your wife or that she's done for you? I bought her a car for Christmas. It's pretty nice. Not, not bad. Not, that's pretty nice. Can't complain about it, you know? There you go. All right, hey, listen, that's husband of the year stuff right there. All right, so as many of you are probably aware of by now, this game is a sequel to the game played four years ago between the 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs that the Chiefs won. So we wanted to go around and ask a bunch of the guys getting ready to play in this game what their favorite sequel of all time is. Have you seen the Lord of the Rings trilogy? Yes, I have. I mean, that pops right into my mind. Two Towers and Return of the King, I mean. This came out Equalizer. Oh, Denzel yeah. Washington, okay. one of my favorites. Which which is the best Lord of the Rings movie among the three? I, the Fellowship and the Return of the King, I go back and forth with. I love the first one, but that third one, I think just capping it all off and the ending was so awesome. I think, third, yeah, probably the third. How about a, you? A man of great taste. I'm a Two Towers man myself. The battle at Helm's Deep prior to Battle of the Bastard, the largest on-screen fight in history. Unbelievable, yeah. So when Gandalf appears on that ridge, yeah, I mean, it's, it's awesome. That's when, it, that's when you really know. <laughs> Man, the Uncrustables thing really stood out to me. I eat a lot of Uncrustables for a man who's almost 40. Uh, before we get out of here, you got a no sweat bat for the people? Kentucky uh, laid it at three and a half at the opener. It's touched as high as six and a half. It's sitting five right now. They are going to smoke Gonzaga at Rupp today, so I'm laying it with the Wildcats. All right, everybody. That is a Saturday morning edition of The Sweat on the it's eve of Super Bowl Swifty 8. We're back here again live tomorrow morning on VSIN and DraftKings Network. 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Josh and Steve will be with us again live from Vegas. We're breaking down all the bats hours before the big game kicks off. We'll see you tomorrow. Let's go Big Blue. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. 
This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network.